0: And like so, everyone saw he like bust a move. Like, yo, like teach me. And He's like, nah. Oh, I'm like, what? Like, why not? And so uh, I, I remember one day specifically. This is when like jerking was in. Like, it it was just like just blowing Let's up. Go. And um, I really want I really wanted to learn how to reject. Nice. And um, I saw him do it one day, and I was like, bro, like can you teach me? Mm-hmm. I was like, I I really want him to teach me. And he was like, oh, like this, like this thing. And he's doing. It. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that. And he goes, nah. Uh, And that was that was my like villain origin story. Hey, the Steezy podcast
1: is brought to you by us Steezy Studio, the number one dance app on the App Store and Google Play Store with over one million downloads. We provide curated online dance classes taught by the world's best instructors. Why did we create Steezy to help you reach your dance goals one step at a time? Whether that goal is to perform with the biggest and best musical artists in the world, or just be the life of the party at your cousin's wedding, I'm your host Clay Boone Tanaka. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is Nick Joseph. Welcome to Steezy Podcast. Nick Joseph, a man of two first names and the skill of two dancers combined into what? one handsome body. Choreographer and dancer for GRV, TXT, BTS, a whole bunch of acronyms, and HYPEM, um, M as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super M, yeah, and oh, a lot more. Welcome to Steezy Podcast, Nick. Hey everyone. <laughs> Nick, have you ever had a dance name before?
0: Have like, you had like a, like a nickname? Yeah, have you
1: had like a nickname?
0: No. Can or, it- or uh, I, I guess I, I get called Silent Assassin sometimes. Silent Assassin? I think Ving called me that like once. That's pretty fire though, honestly. Yeah. So, Thanks, Ving. <laughs> it could also just be nickname. Right? That's. See? That's something. It's <laughs> I don't know if it's the right thing, but it's something. It, it exists. It exists. Should it, it? It's an option. It's an option. <laughs>
1: um, Nick, so I I think I know a little bit about your dance history. And I think like mm-hmm. in this episode, I want to talk about, you know, you, you, you have this like history with fighting, uh, uh, with Taekwondo or something, right? It was mm-hmm. with martial arts. You've got... You know, you've choreographed for such prolific dancers. You've also like supported in like backup dance. You you've been in a lot of dance videos as well. But I think there's a lot of pieces in between that I just don't know. Mm. And so I, I really want to dig into that. And I'm I'm just curious about your life. Um so please don't be a silent assassin. Please be a very talkative assassin, <laughs> I'll be today. Talking to assassin today. Um so I just want to hear just from the pure basis, like, why'd you start dancing? How'd you start dancing?
0: Um they, every time I like tell this like story the timeline is always like it's okay slightly off i'm gonna try my best to yeah all right um well i'd always been very interested in dance growing up um but yeah primarily i was doing martial arts in california yes yeah I'm, i'm from here born and raised um and yeah so i started martial arts at four 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 years old, yeah. Cause my dad, he's actually a master in Taekwondo. So oh, um I was able to see that and be like, dang, like I really want to do that. Yeah. Always had like an affinity for like ninjas and things like that. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. Um and so yeah, up until uh maybe like age seven, I I I did martial arts very heavily heavily. Okay. And then took a little break, came back at ten. Um I promise all this is gonna make sense when I'm talking about like how I started dancing. Um <laughs> and um my dad put me. My mom and dad put me into a studio that was owned by a family friend of theirs. A dance studio. Uh no no! A Taekwondo. Studio. Taekwondo. Yeah, because I was getting okay, okay. fat, so they were like, okay, oh, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> we got to put him back in something. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I did that, and uh, the studio owner had a son, okay. and um, so she was like, "Oh, I'll bring my son, like uh, like they can train together," uh, and then me and uh my homie, he's he's not like my bro- he's like my brother now. Like wow. we've known each other for like ten plus years. Wow. His name is Indra. Shout out Indra. Let's go Indra. You know, um. But at the time, we were like Naruto and Sasuke rivals. Yeah. Like, I would see him and we're like, what's up?
1: Isn't Indra one of the, isn't that a character name in Naruto? Yeah, Naruto, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that like one of the like early people? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: He was, he was tripping out when he was like, he's like, bro, my name's in here. I'm yeah, like, that's uh, lucky fire. you. Okay. That is never gonna be a Nick in Naruto. That's fine. <laughs> um But yeah, so uh he yeah, we were just kind of like rivals or whatever and uh he actually danced so okay. he was into like popping and isolations and mm-hmm. things like that um and like so everyone's like he'd like bust a move like yo like teach me And he's like nah oh i'm like what like why not and so uh i, I remember one day specifically this is when like jerking was in like it, it was just like just blowing Let's up go. and um i really wanted i really wanted to learn how to reject nice and um i saw him do it one day and i was like bro like can you teach me mm-hmm. i was like i, I really want him to teach me and he was like, oh, like this, like this thing? And he's doing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that. And he goes, nah. I, and that was that was my like villain villain origin story. I was like, all right, I'm gonna learn how to dance on my own. Oh. Right? And so this is around the time when I started watching ABDC too. Okay. And so um, yeah, there was a lot of that. So I, I first like really tried with like I uh, like popping and, and breaking. I'm not good at breaking, so don't ask me to do anything. <laughs> um uh I guess I kind of do isolations and things <laughs> like that. Um but yeah, like I just started doing things on my own. Um little things here and there. Um I got really deep into jerking. So how deep? Like like to the point where I wanted to go to a convention.
1: They had jerking conventions. They did.
0: They did. They what? did. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you have like teal pants and a tiny backpack?
0: No, okay. No. So so <laughs> I, I wasn't that deep where okay, I was okay, looking okay, like yeah, that, yeah. but I was wearing the skinny jeans. I was sagging the skinny jeans. Let's go. My parents hated that. Yep. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, like, I remember watching videos of, like, the drinking convention. Like, oh. you know, like, any community, like, that you have, like, your top-tier people. And, yeah. Like, you know, so it's always interesting to, like, see those kind of things. Um, but, yeah, I was I was deep in that. And then uh, high school, I started taking uh, martial arts more seriously, Taekwondo more seriously. And okay. so I was training because I wanted to compete more. I wanted to, like, mm. like even, like, do, like, Olympic team stuff. So I was, wow. I was really wanting to, like, just train. Um, I, I think I was going super strong until, like my senior year of high school in terms of like um where I wanted to go with Taekwondo. Yeah. Um and my friends had known like up to this point, like I, I, I did martial arts, I I did tricking too. So like I, I had like acrobatics and things in my in my bag and I'm like, dude like you should just try it for like the hip hop team. Like you can dance a little bit too. Hmm. And so um yeah, so my dance team for my high school at Upland High School, um <laughs> we they had mid year auditions within which they never have okay so it was it was really like opportune it was, it was funny um and so uh yeah this one dude he came up to me and was like bro like you should you should try out just just try out you know just try it and so me and two other friends we went uh we were just like yeah we're just, gonna, we're just gonna see where it goes yeah and um yeah i made it all the way through uh it was surprisingly like not not easy but um it wasn't too different from what i was doing with martial arts in terms of, like learning sequences and choreography because oh. um i focus heavily on on forms yeah Um, in taekwondo boomset and so um doing that just felt like choreography so i I didn't have a hard time picking things up or executing because of the way that the choreography was too in terms of its sharpness and speed wow because um john carlo was uh choreographing for upland at the time john carlo he's a member of grv as well yes yes Yes. same crew as you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so a lot of the the movement quality was very similar and so i was like okay cool like i can do this yeah and um that's also how i met john and all the other homies that i have now yeah um but, yeah, that was, like, my like start of, like, actual, like, choreography. Yeah, I'd always been into dance and, like, try to, like, do things. But it was never, like, oh, like, I'm learning things now. And I'm, like, actually doing it. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I was on my high school's dance team for the latter half of my senior year. Um, I graduated. And I knew I, st- I still wanted to dance. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, okay, I'm going to college. I'm going to Cal State Fullerton. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, I want to dance. So looking for teams out there. Um, I joined a team called Prime D for, like, a month. Um, I remember Prime D. Dang. Yes. Yeah. Very awesome people. I, I love. I love them a the, lot. The
1: name changed, right? I, I'm not too sure. Into something. Oh, I don't know. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was with them for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, met some other people there that I'm still like friends with uh, to this day. Okay. Um. And then, yeah, around like the middle of the season, uh, Gravy Babies had put out their. Actually, no timelines mess up. Hold on. Okay. No. So before Prime D, actually, I tried out for GRV okay. once before. And
1: GRV, GRV is this like acclaimed team. Especially during this, like, era, yes, right? Yes, yeah. like, During GRV, this time, GRV a is... Southern California, like, really amazing team that almost everyone wants to be a part of.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Still still amazing, but, like, at this time when, when community was, like, the focus and, like, competitions going to vibe yeah. and everything was still the focus, like, we've shifted so much now, but, yeah, like, GRV is, like, dang, like, yo, I'm trying to get on it, you know? Um, and I remember talking to John about it, and he was like, yeah, bro, like, you'll probably make it. And so I'm, I'm hyped. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna go to this audition. Like, I'm gonna try and make GRV. Um, so I went, and I think this was, like, a two-piece audition. Oh, gosh. So I yeah. uh, learned a band piece. Bam Martin, yeah. Um, it was a, coming to break your Effort." Yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Ugh, gosh, that piece is so hard. And then uh, a Sora and Chris Radovely collab. And so learning those pieces, going back to back, it's not easy. Yeah. Uh, if you know how all those people move. Um, and, yeah, so I, I went to audition did it i was like okay like i think i did all right i remember going home um and for like two days just waiting for like a text like a whole so i know um and i didn't get it oh so I, I don't think a lot of people know that i didn't make grv the first time i tried out how did you feel i was i was kind of sad I was, yeah but only because like yeah john really but he like up. he was like you yeah. got he this he was like yeah bro like you got this like <laughs> you'll probably make it and i was like all right tight um, and so yeah that's when I decided okay cool like I'm, I still want to train huh. so I started taking classes at like Snow Globe okay. and then joining Prime D yeah. for the month and then yeah halfway through the season of Prime D um, I saw Gravy Auditions coming up mm. um, and
1: so, and Gravy Babies is the junior team
0: for this team that Nick is trying to join GRV yes. so it's the younger team yes yeah Gravy Baby is the junior team and um, I initially didn't have intentions of trying out mm. my sister had seen me like start dancing and so she wanted to start dancing mm. and so I was like oh okay well you can try for Gravy and so um I was like, I'll go to the auditions with you to learn the piece so I can help you uh, you know, with auditions later on. That was my that was my only intention. Wow. And so I went, I learned the piece. It was uh, from Brittany, mm-hmm. Aguilar. and um yeah, I took it home and my friends called me like on my drive home. They're like, Yo, bro, like are you gonna are you gonna try out? I'm like, nah, dude, I'm not just like, helping I'm, help my sister out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just helping my sister out. Like I'm 18 already, yeah. you know. But I didn't know that, like, you know, we age out when we turn 19. Yeah, you know? And like, no bro, like you can like do it for like one more one more season, like just try it, like just think about it. And so I was like, all right, I'll think about it, you know, because I wasn't sure. I was like, I, I really want to be on GRV, like I'm not yeah. sure if I wanna be on the junior team. Um and yeah, I sat with it, thought about it. I I practiced with my sister mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, hey, you know what, maybe I should I should try. This is yeah. like my my like Hail Mary. I was like, okay, if I try out for gravy and I don't make it, I'm not ever trying out for GRV. Wow, again. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're you're beat down at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, can. okay, if I can't make the junior team, like what's gonna make me think I can join you yeah know, the adults. And so yeah, I went to the audition, uh, did pretty well, uh, made it. My sister didn't make it that time. Oh. <laughs> she was she was real sad about that, but she made it later on. Nice. Um, But yeah, I did Gravy for um, half a season before aging out and then graduating to GRV. Yeah. Um, or not really graduating, but auditioning for GRV. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. it's never guaranteed. <laughs> I, I don't know if a lot of people know that like, just because you're on Gravy doesn't mean you're going to get to GRV. Like, yeah. There's still the audition process that's still very like... Uh, yeah formal in, in a sense like they need to make sure that yeah. you can actually handle what's going to be given um and so yeah i started yeah i'm on gervie now at this point and um i had no intentions of choreographing at all why uh i always i always saw it as a very like um well it is like a very rigorous and like yeah big responsibility i was like no nah, i don't want that you know I sure just, i in my head i was like i just want to dance with Ben martin sora yeah.
1: people that you look
0: up yeah to. like john hamlet i just want to dance with all those people yeah you know? and so that was my only goal until i think like our our um like team like orientation like we had the, the contract out and everything and they were talking about like the job section like oh if you guys get a job um like just let us know like we'll do this and that um especially if you're choreographing stuff and so um at that point david was talking about how you know we really want to You guys to be the ones that become the choreographers of the team, yeah. Um, Because Bam, Ha, sore, they're not going to be here, you know, like forever. Yeah. So we want to be able to like take from you guys, and you guys be the pool from which we like gotta bring our creativity out of. And so I remember sitting there, I was like, Well, I guess I could like see what this choreography thing is about, you know. And so I started just making pieces for fun. Did you choreograph a lot before this? No, no, I, I only choreographed to one. Piece for my uh, high school rally before you joined grv yeah you've only choreographed one piece mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah only choreographed one piece yeah uh, well
1: then that's especially daunting in a way because you're like that that one high school piece was a lot of work i can't
0: imagine yeah grv it was it was a lot of work that's why i was like ah you know i'm kind of good on just being a dancer yeah um and this is this is of course me still trying to like find myself as a person too. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, do I like creating things? Sure. Um, yeah, that's so, a big journey
1: to go through. Do yeah. I
0: enjoy the creation process? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. So I was like, okay, hey, like you know, maybe I'll just try this out. And this is when I would like take a whole month to make a piece. Yeah. So I would I would find the song, I would listen to it for like two weeks. Yeah. Choreograph it for another four weeks. So actually, it was more than a month. Honestly. Yeah. I remember that. Um, <laughs> remember just that to vibe. make sure that I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think I think I like this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would like show it or teach it, you know, just real quick. And, yeah, some people were like, dude, like it's good. And I was like, just like keep pushing. I did my first year of your choreo project, and people were like, dude, like you know, keep going. Like it's like you have like the potential. And so I'm very thankful for all those people that were You had
1: community that was
0: really encouraging. That's yeah.
1: super nice. They were super But you had community that was really encouraging in an environment that's very intense and cutthroat in a yes. way. Because GRV is is very it, it can be very militant at times mm. right and i think that that is what breeds so many great dancers because the people in grv are very kind yes but all focused on this mission with yes. a, with a structure so i think you got a really interesting push a lot of people don't get
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah david and, and, and marcy really created a culture um that was foundation on the hard work uh sometimes stuff love yeah uh it's different now <laughs> but uh it yeah it did really create um, a sense of um, integrity in how we mm. go about rehearsals or creating or just dancing, mm-hmm. and so yeah and they have just the support like the kind people mixed with that kind of like environment is very interesting it's a very interesting mix mm-hmm. but it works very well, um, and I remember I think like the the thing I choreographed was to this Drake song it was Gal- Galchester. Uh, I just made it to, like, teach gravy for, uh, like, training. Mm-hmm. Just, we were, we were like, in a little lull in between, like, our season, mm-hmm. uh, between the like, competitions. And so, gravy was just training. And so, Dave was like, oh, like, do you want to train gravy? And I was like, oh, cool. Like, Ty, like, surely I've been choreographing, you know, mm-hmm. doing little things here and there. And so, um, I made a piece. It was long, longer than usual. I just really, like, tried to go, on on it, go in on it. And um, I had showcased it maybe the night before I was supposed to teach gravy. And... Like all of Jerry was in the room for some reason. Like, okay. it was Really odd. Like it's we were in the I small agree. room. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, it like, there's a big room. room. Yeah. Small room. And I'm just going over it with the people I taught. I'm like, oh, like we should go over it real quick tonight before we teach it tomorrow. Yeah. And everyone like ends up in the room. Huh. David and Marcy are there, and we're just kind of marking it. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh snap! Like this is crazy. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, cool. And then like Marcy and David like, yo, this is wild. And then um, Marcy goes, all right, just like that. You're a choreographer. Oh. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Huh? And and I thought like you, and you know Marcy Mar- Marcy he's the, he's a joker you know yeah. so I'm like ah like, yeah he's, he's kidding he's just he's just saying that um and so I'm just like packing myself and get ready to go home this is the end of rehearsal and then David goes no we were serious like we want to use that for gravy like you know so like teach us tomorrow and then we'll talk about like how we want to re- revamp it or like chop it down yeah. and then we'll use it for a set and so we use that for gravy's Watts set in 2017 I believe uh oh, yeah the Gloucester piece yeah uh, had Brian Jose Center and so. Um, that was like my start to choreographing yeah. for GFAM. That's crazy. Yeah. So Gravy was like the 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 gateway. And so I did more pieces for them. When And I finally was able to choreograph uh, for GRV like 2018, I believe.
1: How many years between you choreographing your piece in high school until that Gravy piece? Three years? Three years in between. Three years in between. You
0: didn't choreograph anything in between. And then like... Well- I did choreograph things in between, but not at that level. I sure, think, sure. I think I, I, think I was just like make, making little things, just to like practice. Creating, yeah, you know? yeah. That's how you get better at creating stuff. You Get to actually like intuitively practice how I <laughs> like creating. Um, but yeah, I, I just was like, oh, cool. Like, I, I simply made it for the sake of like having fun and just trying to be different and just yeah. level up. And um, I think that's just a testament to like how people should probably do things. Is like, don't expect something, but just have a set goal and, and motivation and you know, things can kind of happen from it. That's that's what happened to me and then I'm here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. There, there's, it. this is very much a lot of like, what's the word, is it latent mm. talent from hard work that you didn't expect to utilize. Like, yeah. I think your, you know, all these different forms in Taekwondo and using those in your dancing, like you were never preparing for that. You know, I think that's the most interesting thing that a lot of people um, are blessed with having a childhood, even though they put in hard work, they were blessed with a childhood that was focused on something that ended up rolling into a later skill yes that's it's such a it's such a crazy thing like i definitely had that with like making videos like Mm -hmm. uh, my dad worked in the film industry and i liked making like stop motion videos at home and stuff and i'd always show these things but here i am director video at steezy Mm -hmm. like i didn't know that that was going to be my life you know Mm -hmm. uh by the way i had no rhythm as a kid so i wasn't like born to be a (laughs) dancer i had to learn how to dance really hard i didn't have any of those skills intact besides i was always like a showman nonetheless mm-hmm. so that was definitely my like latent skills i was not afraid to karaoke even though i sing like trash as a kid so i think these little things like roll into adulthood in such an interesting way and yours you know you started you started choreographing or, or learning sort of like technical things when you were
0: four yeah you know that's
1: yeah. i think that's really interesting
0: yeah I've, I've had this conversation with a friend before where i i had that same realization where i was like i felt bad at one point because i was like dang like i really for, for so many years of my life, I was dedicated to something else, you know? And then I took my focus off that first for something else elsewhere. And um, I realized that it's not bad because I'm taking the things that I learned from that previous thing and I'm applying them to this. Yeah. Because everything just kind of pours into each other. Like, there's an overflow of stuff that's mm-hmm. happening. I, I imagine, like, cups mm-hmm. being next to each other and then one's getting full and then it's kind of just pouring into the other one. Yeah. You know, as, I'm, as this, it's, like, leaving. And so I... I think that's one thing I still hold on to very dearly is like, okay, if, even if I'm not doing the same thing for the rest of my life, whatever it is I'm doing currently is gonna feed into what I do next. It's something that um, Philip Jabib, who we also had on the podcast, um, in his
1: episode, he talks about something very similar about these sort of branches that he's gone off in his life. With. He did like engineering, physics, I don't I don't know. Hard stuff. <laughs> very smart stuff. STEM stuff. Stuff I don't understand. Um, and he was talking about how even though he's branches off in, into these different fields it's not apart for, f- separate from him mm-hmm. these are all like basically he didn't use this analogy but i'm using it it's like these are still branches that are part of the same tree it still trickles down from the same place and you're still pulling water you're still pulling mm-hmm. nutrients from that from that base to lead into this whole thing so these this is not leaving yes. you you know um and i do think that's a i don't know it's a really special thing that a lot of people can can take a second and, and and look into themselves, look at their childhood, look at what they did yesterday and see like, man, like, honestly, like maybe me, like I tried cooking the other day. Like if you tried cooking the other day and you've never done that before, those are little things that trickle into your life and they enrich your creativity in yes. ways that y- you don't have to necessarily always be thinking of it, but consider yourself called out to think about it now. What are those things mm-hmm. that you've always had? What are those shows you've always watched that inspire you now? Yeah. Yep,
0: I do that all the time. People ask me, like, "What? where do you get your inspiration from? Like, everything? Anime. <laughs> that too. A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of anime. A lot of anime. <laughs> and you went to school. You went to Cal State Fullerton,
1: mm-hmm. right? And you did public relations? Yes.
0: Yeah, communications mm-hmm. with an emphasis in public relations. Why? Um, Because uh, computer science was really hard. And so, <laughs> and so um, Did yeah. your parents want you to do computer science? Yeah, they initially wanted me to do computer okay, science. Okay, okay. So I, I was like, okay. They're like, oh, you know, you can... Get a really good job like out of college, lots of money. I'm like, yeah, it's all right, money, you know. Yeah, uh, not really knowing, like what that entailed, um, and not really having like a deep interest in it, mm-hmm. um, because I'd always been interested in things that were creative or like movement based. I see. So I initially wanted to like go into college in kinesiology. Oh. okay. Um, but then my mom was quick to be like, nah, like you shouldn't do it, because she's a nurse. So she was like, all the physical therapists just do this, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is not to say that that's the only like lane to go. Like, sure. So sure. many different lanes, but she's like, that requires a lot of school um and i was fine with that but she's like ah, you should do something else hmm. and so you know heeding my parents words and orders i was like okay well, i guess i'll try computer science uh was doing okay the first like year and a half and then yeah second year was just not going too well man um because i just realized like yeah i'm not really interested in this like i'm doing this because my my parents told me i should do this you know yeah um and that's just because like of course they are looking out for me and they want the best and yeah. so um but I remember having the conversation with them, like, saying, hey, like, I'm going to I want to change my major. And they're like, why? Like, yeah, I really only, hard conversation. You can only imagine. Um, and I remember having options like I once again, knowing that I'm, I'm into creativity, I wanted to do graphic design. Um, I thought about doing um, I, saw, I thought, thought about going back to kinesiology. OK. Um, and then anything kind of business or communications. I had taken like a, a human communication class uh, prior to this conversation with my parents. And um, I did really well, and I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just really hone in on communications because mm-hmm. it's still very viable as a career. Yeah, um, it's a very broad career. Yeah, there's, it applies to so much. Always got to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, I made the decision to go into communications with emphasis in PR, uh, just because I think everything else, every other emphasis was was fine, but it was a little too niche for me. Sure. Per se. And I think public relations was very. Um, Still kind of broad, where I could like go anywhere and do anything, because huh. it, it, it encompassed uh, advertising, or um, I can even do public relations in film and things like that. And so, has has public relations trickled into your dance career in some way? Um, I think just in terms of like how I connect with people, like on like or like on a social media platform, mm-hmm. or if it's um, communicating things to um, an audience via like emails or not an audience but like people. Mm-hmm. Um, that want to do work with me like it's not it's uh, there's a degree of professionalism that i don't think i would have if i did not uh-huh. um yeah do things with public relations like in school um or even just like observing culture and things that happen like dang they should probably do this like i i kind of already have like a a framework and a, and a mindset and that like, how to go about certain situations if there if that was to ever happen
1: like, like you mean there's a cultural difference you're saying sorry I'm uh no say. like
0: uh Say for example, like I see something okay we'll take the pandemic for example okay. like uh when multiple teams were being like called out for for things yes I remember like being able to like this is during like twenty twenty what what were people getting called out for during this time? uh like sexual assault or like cultural appropriation yeah um
1: there was a big. Movement in in the there's a Me Too movement, there was yes. BLM call to action, yes, lots of call to um, action in the lots Southern of... California dance team scene and 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 beyond, yes, okay, yeah. yes.
0: Um, and uh, because it's it was so um just abundant in all spaces, yeah, uh, GRV was also you know uh, a place where some things happened, or not necessarily where things happened, but um, some people were that were associated with GRV were doing things, and so mm. um, yeah, being able to like talk to our directors and say okay this is what we should do in order mm. to combat and combat this in terms of, like crisis communications like that's yeah. a class i took that wow. i was able to like employ i was like okay cool like this kind of like works um even if it's like it, it, what's odd is that it doesn't feel like i'm using my degree but just sure like, hey like we should probably do this to make sure that we make amends or we make sure things are right or correct yeah um because we're going for restoration here and so yeah situations um, like that yeah where it's helped in that regard. And, or and then yeah, just the professionalism of like how I how I handle talking to people yeah. or going about business with people. And so Dang.
1: I, I'm really curious about how moving into sort of a different subject, you were able to grow as a dancer. Like it seems it seems fairly exponential. <laughs> right. And perhaps that's all from the outside. Um, you know, all the way to a point where you're not only choreographing for one of the best teams in the world, dance crews in the world, GRV, but also booking gigs,
0: right? What what was one of your first gigs you booked
1: as a dancer? Ooh,
0: um, it was a international China trip. A China trip, okay. Um, I was just teaching kids though, but uh, this was provided to me through David because we had a- David's the director of GRV. David Lim, yes, David Lim. yeah he he saw how hard i was working he was like hey man like um i want to give you this opportunity Mm -hmm. um he was like it's just kids but i was like dude like it's it's time like i want to go yeah you get to
1: travel and teach dance that's like a dream for people
0: and uh yeah i think i think a lot of i think a lot of times we we uh forget how big those like seemingly small opportunities are where he was like oh it's just kids i was like this is where i need to start you know like when when even like when uh, I was doing taekwondo, I, I actually taught taekwondo too. Hmm. I was teaching kids mostly. I was. Were,
1: were you a black belt in taekwondo?
0: I am a third degree black belt. In taekwondo.
1: Third degree black belt. Yeah,
0: I was one off from a master, but then <laughs> I was like, dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever. I guess I'll go choreograph for BTS. Go, no, it's not, oh my. <laughs>
0: but but yeah, like uh, it was a crucial time because I was like, okay, well, I want to make sure I steward well over this opportunity so that anything mm-hmm. else that comes, like, I know how to handle the situation, yeah. or I or I, I built myself up in a way um that wasn't so fast that i can't handle what's being given to me wow um because i think that's that's the kind of you know day and age we live in where everything we want everything very instantly you know yeah. instant ratification and so um and that's what i wanted to i was like dang like yeah i want to go i want to go teach camps i want to go teach of course all these things you know and i look back now and i see my and i like look at myself at that time like dude i wasn't ready i'm really glad that you know i started off with mm. um even just like teaching free classes yeah Poly, absolutely. you know or um yeah this being like my first like paid big gig yeah like yeah just kids like cool i know how to like make beginner choreography and teach little yeah. ones hold their focus because that's going to help me hold fo- mm. like hold people's focuses in a class of however many people that is that's a really
1: particular skill that i think a lot of people don't focus on that you just called out it's so important the ability to hold focus it's hard. is this like really crazy thing and the best way to do it is literally working with the least focused people in the world. (laughs) Kids, children, children. That
0: is a great skill builder. I love that you called that out. That's very cool. Um, it's funny. And and once again, the things that are, that are, that bleed over is when I was teaching, I was teaching kids all the time. Ah. So I I knew what it meant to hold their focus because they don't, they don't focus for too long. So you have to talk fast. You have to talk loud. You have to, you know, do things that entertain them, you know? And so, um, now, like it, it helps in that way, and then I carry that over to just teaching in general, mm-hmm. where I go, okay, cool, let me, let me put on my personality. And, you know, it's not to perform, but like to just, okay, I want to make sure I hold people's attentions while they're in my class. Yeah, you know, even if it, if they're struggling, like I want them to feel like, okay, cool, like, I'm having a good time, I'm, I'm focused. He's giving me what I need today. Um, so yeah, that's just another instance of like things bleeding over. <laughs> oh, so I took, I that's took from the there. theme.
1: Dang. So you're able. So then you taught kids in China. And um in China, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You taught some kids in China and you continue to book other gigs. What was your first camp? You said you wanted to book camps. My
0: first camp was Ah, I guess, uh, Phil, feel, feel the Bounce. Yeah, Phil, the in, Bounce in Mexico. Cool. Was my first like camp camp because I'd done other jobs where I was like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, we're gonna fly you out to, to teach. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't a camp. It was like, it wasn't this big event? Yeah, it wasn't a big event where like, cool, like, here are the choreographers. It was like, oh, we want you here for like a week and like, we yeah, just teach yeah, our, that makes sense. Groups. Um, but yeah, Feel the Bounce was my first one. Wow. And it was wild because I prior to this, yeah, just teaching like smaller things. And I remember getting to Mexico and, like, seeing my face on a banner. And I was like, yo. What? How, did, like, how How are you feeling? It was, I was, like, just kind of awestruck. I was like, I'm here right now. This yeah. is interesting, you know. Did you feel worthy? Uh, oddly enough, like, not really, you know. Like, hmm. um, I know we'll probably, like, touch on it later. But, like, yeah, imposter I'm syndrome I'm hit hard that day. And I was yeah. like, dang, like, why is my face on a banner? This is weird, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, Or, like i was teaching with um other people that had been in the game like longer and i was like i feel feel weird you know like i'm the new guy you know but and and like i know i have a skill set i know i have talent but at the same time like i feel like i would i i should have gotten here later you know sure or i I i think that's been a big thing with me is like um i've learned that a lot of the opportunities that i want are coming sooner than i expect wow which uh it's not to say that like, oh yeah, like I'm doing things fast. It's, it's not that, but it's um, oftentimes I feel very unprepared yeah. until I actually do the job and I go, okay, I think I actually was prepared. You know, or I had the so that I wasn't fully aware of. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's how, how do you prepare that. for your
1: first dance camp? You can ask people all, yeah. all you want. You're like, hey, what do you do when there's a room full of, I don't know, hundreds of people taking a, you know, dance class from me? But the reality of it is when you're in the room, And all of a sudden, you realize you're holding their attention, like with all these all these things that you've you've practiced. It's it's kind of a surprising moment in life,
0: huh? Yeah, it's it's a very surprising moment because yeah, I was like, how how am I supposed to prep myself for this camp where um, we don't speak the same language? But I'm teaching. (laughs) Didn't even think about that. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm teaching because even when I was like in China and doing things there, um, like I had a translator, would translate for me as I'm teaching. Yeah, you know, or yeah, someone most of them can pick up English. but it's different when you're in a room full of hundreds of people and you don't have a translator, you know. And so I'm like, you know, doing the the very, you know, cliche thing that we all talk about is like, oh, we communicate through our movement. Yeah. You know? Um, but it it's it is what it is. Like yeah. that's literally what it is. It sounds so like cliche to say, but well, yeah, we communicate through our movement. But yeah. literally. But <laughs> you know, and so those are mo- those are things that um I could only fully experience and understand through the experience. Yeah. And um, yeah it was it's it was odd just like being there but I, it was such a blessing like i remember coming off of the trip and feeling very fulfilled yeah um and not necessarily in like a in like a business sense of like oh yeah i'm like doing stuff it was just like i have worked really hard to like get here you know uh, a lot of people don't like see all the, the work like yeah all the throwaway pieces all the, the the long nights of me throwaway like trying to make pieces. something there's so many throwaway pieces yeah well. um or like classes that i take where i flame out you know like not everyone sees that they, they, they see like the outcomes and whatnot but i remember like uh getting home i was at the airport i was waiting to get, to get picked up and i was just like reflecting on everything Wow! and i was just like super grateful and thankful i think i was like praying at the time too i was just like wow like honestly if, like if, if I, I told myself like if this was all that i was ever like meant to be in the space like i was satisfied. wow yeah, yeah. um and that's kind of how I approach a lot of things now it's like, if this was like the last like job I ever did, like, how intentional can I be um, to make sure that one, I'm not leaning into my imposter syndrome, mm. and I'm really, uh, like, engaging the full experience of it all, and then being grateful towards it. And, um, yeah, hopefully utilizing that as an as an experience to feed into the next thing.
1: How? Yeah, how do you? How do you not be consumed by these doubts? um and and worries that we have as as creators as as humans and how do we move into a space of finding joy in what has been and what will become because i think like it's really easy to be consumed by imposter syndrome i mean everyone everyone feels it and yet it, there's such shame yeah. and i think and i think that's the thing about imposter syndrome the thing about shame is that it's one of the most most painful feelings ever because it's it's worse than like oh someone's mad at me it's that I don't feel like I have a place here yeah and that's loneliness and Mm -hmm. loneliness is really sad but I think that like you said like leaning into that feeling of how how can I be as intentional um here and how can I find that place where it's like I I, I'm so deeply satisfied Mm -hmm. and I'm curious like like how do you how, do you just tell yourself that? Is there anything that you do in particular? Do you have a ritual to help yourself snap out of that sort of feeling?
0: Um, let's see. How do I do this? One thing that I do before I approach anything creative is, um, well, my faith is like a very big part of like who I am. And mm-hmm. so I always pray before I, I create anything. Mm. And I, um, I make sure that anything I'm doing is met with the intention of, um, this is like my, like, Mantra, motto, but like to stir hearts and minds towards things that are noble, true, and praiseworthy. Mm. And so, um, in regards to that, I just make sure that okay, if I'm commissioned to do this work, right, I'm I'm being a servant in a way, um, and that means someone has trusted me with this job or this this task. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, even if I don't feel prepared, because I have the opportunity and I have a particular skill set, I can do my best, and that should be sufficient enough. Mm. Um, and I should take solace in that knowing that, okay, I can do this with what I have. You know, mm. I may not be where I want to be, mm-hmm. um, but currently where I'm at, it it, 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 seems to be good enough, you know? Yeah. And so I should lean into that versus, oh, like I'm not good enough. Like, no, okay. I'm, I'm doing this right now. If I focus on not being good enough, what I make is not going to be good enough. It's true. It's true. Yeah. How old are you right now? 24. 24. How
1: how like sad and discounting is it to say that i what we're what i'm about to do right now i it's i'm not enough i don't have 24 years of life and all of this hard work that you as an individual has put in and to be able to discount that in a moment of shame and a moment of, of self-doubt mm-hmm. to say like A singular a, moment. A yeah. singular moment when your whole life was not a singular moment. Mm-hmm. It was, it's vast. It's beautiful. It's complex. You are, you are worthy, right? Mm-hmm. Like people who, that are wanting to create, you are worthy of that moment because it is a drop in the bucket with all of the things that you've ever done in life. And I, and I love that, that, That angle of it is like you are you have plenty. You are plenty. Yes. Right. And what you're about to create is exactly what you should create right now. Yes. And I I I love that. No,
0: yeah. I've I've learned that. And it's uh I think when you lean into that, um, all the things that you produce, uh, one are very much they're more genuine because you're not trying to be something that you're not. Mm. Like you're literally just being yourself. You're you're doing because people are asking for you to do like if you're creating something. Uh, if you're commissioned to create something, they're asking for you for a specific reason. Yes. Or, or if you're just creating something because you want to, like, you should just lean into saying, okay, this is who I am. I'm not going to try and be someone else based on uh, anyone else's perception of what I should be. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's that's kind of the little ritual I do. Um, I make sure I just have like, friends around me that are very supportive. Yeah. I never, like, really ask for, like, affirmation, but um, it just kind of happens, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I... I'm okay, you know. Yeah. Um. And then like the last thing that I always like think to myself is that if I'm doing something and I don't feel equipped, either I am equipped and I just don't know it, mm. or I'm gonna be equipped in the process. Wow. So, that that's like a big thing to hold on to as I as I as I do uh, lots of work or um, even just like new creative endeavors where I'm like, okay, I've never like done this before but we're going to we're going to learn something in the process you and know? you will be able to after yes and after that yeah anything anything that el- anything else that comes after that is going to be met with more preparation wow it's it's this like i feel like a lot of people always talk
1: about the process and they're like you just got to focus on the process and this feels like this this like c- perpetual thing that you never quite receive mm-hmm. and i think that what you're doing is is really important is you're almost setting benchmarks along the process like little like chiseling these things marker markers into that journey Mm -hmm. so that you're not caught this constant like i'm oh i'm never enough and it's still going it's that i am enough marking that down move forward i move past what i thought my worth was and Mm -hmm. right when i reach this mark that down and you allow your heart your soul to catch up to
0: to where your body's moved to because it's not always an equilibrium yeah 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 and sometimes you fall back sometimes you go dang like Mm. I, i fall back into the pit of like dang like do i really deserve this and i go no I need to remind myself of what I've set out as my intention and then what I think I am made and called to do. Mm. And then once I remember that, I can go, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to make sure I create from that space rather than the space of doubt, shame, or, yeah. or yeah. Like, when you create from those places, like, what you create is not, it's not you, you know? Mm. They're, they're they're an extension of the feelings that you feel versus what you innately are.
1: Yeah, we are not our feelings. That is, that is the hard thing to detach from. So let's move into this this whole korea arc <laughs>
0: <laughs> the korea the, arc. yeah
1: I'm, I'm treating it like an anime right now entertainment arc yeah the, the korea arc of of your life
0: w- when did you go to korea um august of last year until uh mid-february of this year
1: so 2021, 2021. into 2022 right and you this is pandemic time yeah, and still still pandemicy. It's still pandemic I mean, still pandemic yeah. right now. <laughs> and you got asked to go to go to HYBE? Yes. Right? Yeah. So so okay, so what's HYBE in the first
0: place? HYBE is um kind of this network, an entertainment like a music group, right? Yeah. Like, or a the label? A th- label that houses a lot of sub-labels. Mm. Um so they house a uh, big hit which is, you know, everyone knows BTS from that label. Um uh they house a ton of different labels too for other smaller artists yeah. um, or up-and-coming artists. Mm-hmm. Um, like B-Lift, like that's in uh, subli- B-Lift, B-Lift, that's in Hypen's. Who is it? B-Lift. That's in Hypen's sub-label. Um, and yeah, so there's just this network of, of all these labels. Um, They have like Hive America out here too that, mm-hmm. that I think uh, have like different artists as well. Um, And I was asked through a friend that was on GRB prior, mm-hmm. um, Subin, Subin, yes Subin Kim, yeah. She um yeah, she was on GRV my first year. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, she left to go back to Korea. And um yeah, she just messaged me one day after I did like my, my first submission. Was it like a DM? Yeah, yeah. She yeah, later okay. DM me and she was just like, Hey, like, do you wanna like work in Korea? And <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, like do you want to work in Korea? And I I honestly didn't like make much of it. I was like, okay, like this probably won't go anywhere you know like yeah. there's no way like
1: for what you know, i mean I, you
0: get a lot of like people get reach outs a lot and yeah like, potential
1: ideas but rarely does it follow through which is yeah
0: quite disheartening sometimes yeah sometimes and so i was like okay as well, I, I said yeah, yeah i would love to you know um just not really expecting to go anywhere um not to be pessimistic but i was just like okay like you know i'm not gonna like you know put all my eggs and yeah. eggs apples eggs
1: eggs apples no not apples in a basket but you're allowed to put apples if you want to i like apple i think it's eggs in in a basket i feel like That's eggs
0: in a basket would break no? i don't even put eggs in a basket ever but you would Egg- put apples in a basket i before. would
1: i put eggs in a carton or they come
0: in there a carton. you go so I'm, I'm gonna go with apples so i didn't want to put all my apples in this one basket <laughs> um and so i was like right, okay cool. like let me just i'm just chill um and this was after i did my first submission for unhypen which was junk dazed okay and so i'd only done like one k-pop submission on my own like okay prior to that i did uh the super m1 with like grv mm-hmm. and so that was like a group thing you know but this is like me solely doing this i was like okay there's no way that they want me like off of this one submission like, sure huh. that's odd um but afterwards she texted, she messaged me back again i was like oh hey like I'm, I'm going to have my project manager send you, like, the paperwork and everything, all the information okay. uh, regarding, like, coming out here. And I was like, wait a minute. It's getting minute. real? Yeah, I was like, it's getting real. Like, she's like, yeah. And I was like, just out of curiosity, uh, why do you guys want me there? Yeah, <laughs> And she was like, oh, like, we watched your submission for a an hype, and it was really good, and, like, we want you to come out here and, you know, choreograph with us for for a time. And I was like, dang like off that one just you, that one just drug days yeah but i was like are you sure like i, I didn't say that, but in my, yeah. I was like, are you guys sure drug like, days is fire though so thank you I, <laughs> I tried um it was not just me collectively it was sure. it was it was many other people but um yeah it was it was just a really interesting experience and so um send me all information and to be honest like initially i was not gonna go oh why not um i so the beginning of the year i had like set time away to like um figure out my intentions for the year mm. and uh that was for me at the time it was to just create beautiful art like that was like the the ter- the, the phrase in my head mm. um and to work with like people that were here at home sure and so like that's what i was gonna do i was like okay i think that's like what my purpose is for this year um and this opportunity felt very adjacent to that where it was like yeah um or uh tangent to that for, um, base- basically and so i was like okay i don't know if this is like what i should do you know i was like maybe like someone else is better suited for this job once again the imposter syndrome is setting in yeah and so yeah i'm thinking okay someone else should probably do this um and so i just told them, okay i'm gonna sit on the idea i'm gonna like talk to some people because no one has ever done this either before i talked to uh anthony lee i talked to vang and and they're like yeah no one's done this like uh, i don't really have like a framework for you but they were able to give me insight on like how i should approach the opportunity if i decided to to take it and um i remember talking to ving ving was a really big help um in it too because i expressed to him um like me being at home i was like okay i feel like like i have a lot of responsibilities here like mm-hmm. literally at home like like home life okay and then like here with my community and so i was like i felt i feel kind of bad if i just leave for six months yeah um and then i told him like in terms of like, my intentions for this year um because i took time away to like really figure that out um he was like, no, I think you can like do both. Like, I, who's to say that you working in Korea is going to take away from your um, desire to create beautiful art or to mm. to do purposeful things, you know, or to okay. work with the community? Because we're he's like, we're still gonna be here. Like, when you get back, you it's know? true. Um, and he really helped me process things. And shout out Bing and David. David too. David was helping me. He was like, I don't have a framework for this, but this is what you should do. Like, I think it's a really awesome opportunity. No one said it before. Um, and they all affirm me in my abilities to, to do this, um, which is something I think a lot of people need is like a community of people to tell you. like You need
1: affirmations, yeah. man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like not to not not on some like, you know, you need people to tell you that you're awesome all yeah, the time, but, but people that are genuinely letting you know like what your skill set is or what your qualities are. Yeah. Very important. Well, it's like we said about emotions, like it's easy
1: to fall into those emotions. Yes. And sometimes our most authentic self gets lost in these because these emotions almost, they pour who we really are out of us sometimes and we need people to ground us and so you have community and 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 even props to you for leaning into your community and asking them because not a lot of people can do that it's a really tough thing because you already feel like an imposter you start bringing up to you know being in david some of the best dancers that we know right and but they're good people and a lot of people want to love on you as long as you've you've been you know an authentic person generally like they, they know who you are and so like props to you for even reaching out to people to to help ground you yeah
0: it was it was it was kind of scary because I was like all right y'all like this is the opportunity I don't really know what I'm doing with it like expressing that uh the, like on un- that the unknown you know yeah and just being like I don't really know what to do it's it's often scary yeah know? absolutely um, mainly, mainly too because i i handle a lot of like the things that i like go through i think through on my own mm. so this is also new for me like to be able to say oh you know what? i have people i can actually talk to about this let me mm. let me go and ask them um so yeah they all helped me like figure it out and i was like okay cool and then my, my family were also like okay well no one in our family has ever gotten an opportunity like this to like go to korea yeah. for six months and do <laughs> this or or even travel even travel like extensively because yeah. we travel here and there but we don't like do it like that and so like no like you should do it like it's an experience that's that's great um and so yeah i said yes to it um and then flew out in august and was there for six months working with some (laughs) big artists what
1: what was the you don't don't tell me you don't tell me the contract but what was the sort of like scope of work that was asked of you originally like what did you Mm. know you were going to do
0: um choreographing for like the end of the year award shows okay um possibly new like album songs and things like that um and training the the members, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even training the like, trainees and things like that, depending on like schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all that, yeah, all that was put in the contract, and uh, it's pretty clear and concise. Like, you, and you, did you do
1: all those things? I did, I did, yeah. Wow.
0: Um, I did more of more th- more of one thing than other things sometimes. Sure. Uh, but once thing that's based on schedule, like and, and the idols like have really really packed schedules. So um, yeah, I know. There was only like maybe a few times I was actually able to like train them versus mm. like, okay, um, this is for your award show, you know, where I, I would, I would still like see them and give them choreography, but it wasn't to, to, you know, train them in a way. And so that was like one thing I wish I did more of was just like actually get in like class mode with them. Yeah, for, that's, that's a very
1: rewarding experience. Yeah. Like you actually get to connect with a person through that rather than handing off Yeah, piece. Yeah. But I'm sure you had some experiences, especially through teaching routines that you did get to connect a little bit more with some oh, of yeah. the dancers, oh, yeah, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really funny because it's just like a, a really cool learning experience with them because they would teach me like the language. And oh, yeah. Moves and you I, didn't know Korean before, did you? I knew like a little bit because of Taekwondo. Because of Taekwondo. Makes um, sense, okay. But not enough to like walk around and like understand things. Sure. Um. So yeah, my comprehension like grew a lot while I was there. I was love like, that. Cool, like, I can kind of understand some stuff. Um. I know a lot of people have questions about that. I, I don't speak Korean. <laughs> um. I, I can say a few words here and there. I think I have pretty good pronunciation. Mm. Um. But that's something i'm actually doing i'm learning korean nice I'm learning it how are you learning it um i just have like a little work workbook nice um still level one you know <laughs> taking my time <laughs> better than me uh, i'm not korean i don't i don't have a reason really <laughs> i just don't speak uh, that means it's okay <laughs> but um <laughs> like yeah uh it, it was cool being able to yeah, exchange in that way um and get close um i mentioned before uh in like a previous video like yunjun was like one of the uh me, idols I like paid my choreography a lot from yeah you
1: mentioned that in the three choreographers one
0: song episode right yes is that it yeah, yeah. right here right here no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> at the video here <laughs> um, but yeah like I was able to like have uh, two lessons with him and like learn about his his like dance history and like mm. what he's doing like we, we finished our lesson I was like oh like what are you gonna do right now I was like, I gotta go home and like write this song I'm like, is that hard? Like, does it take long? He's like, Yeah, like it takes a while. Like I actually like getting able to like, converse with him. Yeah. His English, his English is actually really good too. Okay. Um, I don't know if people know that, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, no, nah, it's not good. I'm like, I we're having a conversation right now. It's so good. <laughs> um and uh yeah, so it was I think the biggest thing too that was also awesome was like everyone is really nice there. Hmm. Like uh I think that that was my words, like, wow, oh, what if like these uh these artists are are mean, you know? Yeah. Or, like, they don't like me, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah, just in general.
1: It's a valid fear to have. These yeah. are, they're, they're dealing with superstars or future superstars. Yeah.
0: But, they're, but literally everyone is super grounded. Aww. Like I, I had so much fun with every one of them. No one was mean or upsetting or anything like that. Was It was a really good experience and time with them. Oh,
1: that's so good. That's so good. What what do you think coming back to America um, after the, the Korea experience? Like what, what, what inside you has changed
0: or um what are things you're looking forward to mm. um i think i have a higher degree of confidence in my skill set mm. um because once again yeah when i before i went out there i was like am i even fit for this job like, yeah what am i gonna do like i've i've been in many like k-pop submissions or i've seen like k-pop um like award shows i'm like damn like can i can i help with this like yeah. can i do that um but yeah i went there and um learned that i was <laughs> almost over prepared. Hmm. Um that's good. Uh because I mean I, a lot of the skills that I have in terms of like leadership and organizing things comes from grv So shout out David and Marcy for like really instilling all these things in me. Yeah. Once again stewarding well over like an opportunity to do it, doing gravy for so long, uh being a board member for that and coordinating yeah. for them, blocking all that stuff and then grv it all poured into this. And so yeah, sometimes I'd come to the rehearsal like with formations ready to go and then they're like, "Oh no, like we're just going to kind of do it on the spot." I'm like, "Oh. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um yeah, I just learned I was overprepared and like, you know, I'm I'm like making various options for like choreography. I'm making like maybe three or four options yeah like, "Oh, like we you can just make one and like come back tomorrow." And then like, oh, oh, wow. Okay, and then, then other days I'd be like, "Oh, just make 20." I'm like, oh, <laughs> "Where is the Where is the, the middle? What the um, heck?" But yeah, like there there I I came I think I came back with a, a greater sense of um knowing that I'm very capable of many things. Yeah. Um and things that I'm, I I haven't even like done yet, you know. Hmm. Um which is like really cool, because um yeah there there are other opportunities that are happening now that um I'm like utilizing the skills that I picked up from Korea, like the the really quick changes, you know, or mm-hmm. like making something on the spot, you know, or um being willing to uh give an artist direction, things like that, like all these things that um I think if I did not take the opportunity, I would not have wow. and be able to use now, yeah which has made me so very thankful for like actually full sending that opportunity. Yeah. I was so doubtful about it. Um, I'm, And I'm just very hopeful for more opportunities in which I can, I like, keep cultivating these skills. That's a journey. It's been a journey. And
1: you're still, you're still young. You're still alive. You still got so much ahead of you.
0: Hope I, so. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. It's guaranteed. Um, Well, I mean, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to, to ask me is there anything that like
0: uh how do you deal with imposter syndrome i feel like that's like a like the overarching theme right now is just like how do we how do we steal ourselves against doubt yeah and, and things like that like how do you do it people are very helpful loving mm. people
1: i think in a field of art um any sort of presentation of ourselves it could be through singing it could be drawing it could be dancing it's uh the the one comment the one dirty look amongst a thousand to ten thousand, you know, bouts of love, that one thing stands out, and it's really easy to put ourselves down. Mm-hmm. But I also have a wonderful group of friends. I also have a wonderful office with people that that care for me. You know, like I, I work in a in a weird in a weird place. Steezy's the only office that people can walk in and try to battle someone and dance, and they might lose. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a uh, it's a very wonderful environment and I can be my most authentic self around them. And mm. when I don't feel myself, which can be very often, uh, I have people who remind me, mm. you know, and it's like you said, it's not like they're just hyping me up. They're reminding me of who I am. And I think there's a really big difference. Yeah. There, this it isn't this isn't It isn't a shallow outpouring of compliments, mm-hmm. right? I think people, people are the most important thing. A lot of times I don't think I have the strength in myself to do it um to to fight my imposter syndrome like i mean it, it wasn't until a few months ago that i realized that i i kind of have a youtube channel with almost a million subscribers like cuz it's steezy's youtube channel mm-hmm. but i forget that i'm all over it yeah. <laughs> you know Literally and, all over it. Yeah, literally, right? I'm, I'm always like, I need a new skincare routine. I'm the face of season. Yeah, but like it's it's one of those things like, wow, that's crazy. That's because I didn't expect that. Yep. I was just I'm just a, a kid who like I love talking to people and I love learning about dance. Physically, I'm not as strong of a dancer as most of the people that I get to I get to sit with and I get to work with. And I'm not discounting my skill. I I I always say I'm a very honest person about myself, right? And I'm like, no, I know that I'm a I'm a good dancer and I can do a lot of things. I can, I know I have great performance and such, right? But like I, I'm a little like I have a little bit more weight than I than I had before too. And I realize, oh, I've slowed down a lot of movements I used to be able to do, I can't do anymore. Mm. Am I still am I still a good dancer? Do I have the right to talk on a scale and platform that Steezy has to all these people around the world that are, you know, many of you guys are are actually way better dancers than me, and you probably don't even know that about yourself
0: Same,
1: (laughs) yeah it's one of those things but like it's it's a blessing because i realized you know what it's not about like am i meant to be here am i deserving of this it's exactly what you said like man i feel really blessed that i get to be here Mm -hmm. and i get to share time with with people i've always looked up to you know and 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 newer generations as well that are are going to way surpass what anything that i'm doing right now and and it's it's thrilling it's such a joy and i'm just learning to experience and enjoy what i have right now because deserving or not i don't think it's something that i should have to determine for myself Mm. i think all i need to do is is claim the moment be my most authentic self in it and whatever happens after is not up to me and that should be completely okay
0: yeah so i i resonate yeah thanks for the answer dude thanks for asking it yeah yeah i like i like talking to you because we're, we're like similar mentalities yeah 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 i agree it's uh
1: i feel like i, I don't always get to talk to people with the same alignment because i feel like I, it's a little bit push push but it's never like it's never friction mm. but it's always like i feel like i'm playing a game with a lot of people and finding mm. like where they sit but i do feel that like we really resonate and we sit in a lot of the similar places it's quite yeah. interesting but hey nick thanks for coming man thanks for having me yeah, this has been such a fun podcast getting to learn, like finally closing those gaps that I wanted to learn about you. Um and I hope everyone at home also got to got to understand a little bit more about like the journey that a creator of any kind has to take and those like those hurdles that we have to get over in order to actually feel as good as we actually are, <laughs> which is <laughs> such a weird thing that we have to do. But um it's been it's been a pleasure, Nick.
0: Yes. Likewise.
1: Excited for the next dancer reacts. The next three choreographers, one song. I'm here so
0: often now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know you're always here now. I love it. I love it. I want more. I want more, Nick. Let us know if you want more, Nick. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah.
1: Because I do. I'm gonna keep him here forever. Oh man. Nick, anything that you're looking forward to right now? I want you to tell the, tell them. Is there anything that you have like planned, um, projects you're working on, something you're excited for?
0: Uh, um, I'm just excited to like do some more personal projects i feel like i've been working a whole lot mm. um like for people or under people Mm-mm. and so yeah i have some new things on the way um, sneaky can't give you a time to but just know they're on the way it's gonna happen it's gonna happen It's gonna happen all right
1: well we'll see you in the next one nick see you in the youtube videos yes bye y'all
0: bye everyone
1: Thanks again for tuning in. Again, this podcast was brought to you by us, Steezy Studio. Be sure to get your dance on today, too. So if you want to get some exercise in, take a Steezy Sweat class. If you want to just vibe out and feel good, you definitely need to check out a good groove along. Or if you're up for the challenge, it's time to finally start one of those advanced classes you've been eyeballing. We'll see you in class. This podcast was produced and edited by Josh Jang. And the theme music for the podcast is Tempo by Neiman.